and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. This Easter, we have Pastor Geshom sharing God's word with us on the immense power that was evident at the resurrection of Jesus. This was a single pivotal moment that defines our faith and spurs us on to living a life with hope and strength. As you listen to today's message, we believe that it will give you the necessary encouragement and boost for your life as a follower of Christ. Hi church, even before we begin God's word, I just want to take uh, this opportunity and this time to wish you all a happy and a blessed Easter Sunday. What a joy it's been for us as a church as we got to journey along uh, through a Bible plan, the cross, the tomb, the way, and also through our sermon series. Uh, we were praying the scriptures through the entire time. And the culmination of all of this uh, has been through Palm Sunday where we declared our Hosanna in Good Friday where we saw that hope is revealed and our hope is in Jesus. The, that it's just not the end of what happened there, that he's redeemed us, he's restoring us. And more than anything, we get to celebrate the victorious Jesus who rose again from the dead on Easter Sunday. And so today our prayer is that even as you gather around family, even as you gather around friends, even as you spend time as uh, you know, uh, individuals or as uh, loved ones together, our prayer is that Jesus will be more present than ever before. Jesus will be uh, the resurrected Savior in your homes today. And even as we start looking into God's word today, I want to drive our attention to what Jesus did and to what happened on that Easter Sunday. You see, there was this immense power and I've titled our and I've titled our sermon today as the immense power. This immense power which actually manifested and raised Jesus from the dead is today with us wherever we are at. You know, if you're seated in your homes, if you're seated in your parents' homes, or if you're seated uh, in your paying guest hostel, or you're traveling, or you're watching the sermon even after an Easter Sunday, that immense power which was present uh, in Israel 2,000 years back is present today with us. And it gives us power to do so many amazing things in Jesus' name. And so even before we, uh, you know, uh, go into the scripture, I want us to be expectant. I want us to be in a place where we'll be able to say, God, we want you to come into our lives. You know, we saw at the cross is where we are redeemed. It's where, you know, we traded everything that the enemy and everything that sin entailed us. We traded it there and said, Jesus, we are yours and we want uh, your redemption and we are redeemed and set free. And we have hope today in this world because of the finished work of the cross. And today we don't get to live timid lives. We don't get to live lives which are of no uh strength and you know just probably uh you know feeling weak in ourselves but you get to live with such power and such clarity because we have a risen savior and the reference passage is we are piggybacking of what we saw on good friday from ephesians chapter 1 and continuing on from ephesians 1 verse 17 onwards we're going to be reading 17 and verses 19 to 23 and i'm reading from the passion translation and this is what it says i pray that the father of glory the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives be an advertisement of his immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the heart 
place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it. You know, the word we read here, it says that there is this immense power, that there is power that raised Jesus from the dead. And this immense power, the Greek word is dynamos and it, the root word is seen in the word called dunamis. And, you know, as we read the entire New Testament, this word comes time and again, close to 120 times in the New Testament. And if there's one thing that we get to have as partakers of the church that, you know, Paul writes the Ephesians here is the fact that we get to have this dynamis power in us. We get to have this immense power in us because we are believers, because we have faith, because we tell with our mouths and declare with our mouths and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord over us and is Lord of all. And he wants to give us that immense power in our day-to-day -day lives, not just for a one-off day. Not just for an Easter Sunday, but every day of our lives. And today, you know, it's nice that we get to celebrate Easter. It's a, it's an amazing weekend. It's, it's a long weekend, but it's also a time for us to really uh, reflect that we have a risen Savior. But uh, it's so pivotal that as we celebrate Easter, this is like a hinge. It's Christianity rests on this hinge that Jesus is alive. Jesus is a living God. He's just not God. He's a living God. He's our living hope. He's our living strength every day. And so church today, I want us to, for the next few minutes, as we take some time to look into this word, because Jesus did not come and say, you know what? I would die for your sins or, you know, I would rise again. No, when he mentioned about his death, about his resurrection, it was very definitive. He used the word must. And can we look from Mark chapter 8, verses 31, uh, 34 and 35? And this is what it says. He says, he then began to teach to them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. Verse 34, then he called the crowd to him and along with the disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. There are some key words here that I've underlined, which is must. Jesus must suffer, will be rejected and he must be killed and after three days he'll rise again. And so Jesus goes on to give this command to his disciples. Whoever wants to be disciples of Jesus must deny. So there is some amount of intentionality in this whole thing. Jesus was intentional when he came to this earth. It wasn't a, you know, a third plan or a fourth plan of him to really die and resurrect. It was the only plan. His only plan for redemption was to come into this world, be sinless die on the cross and rise again and be the bridge so that we can call on the Father. Be the bridge so that we'll have redemption through him. Be the bridge so that we'll eventually have the Holy Spirit with us so that he'll be with us day in and day out till we see him face to face again. And so today, what we get to do is that we get to make a conscious decision to live in this immense power. 
And so today we get to make this conscious decision to allow this immense power to live in and through our lives, to live in the roles that we play, to live in the families that we are part of, to live in the communities that we are called to be the light in this world. Intentionality. And so today I want us to go look through the scriptures and ask these three questions. Do we really believe? Because if we believe in the Easter message, we will live by the Easter message. And we will make sure that we'll be expectant for the Easter message to be revealed when he is coming back or when we close our eyes here on this earth. The early church experienced revival because of this very message, because of this power that raised Jesus from the dead. What a joy and a privilege that we get to experience that today. And so can we turn with me? The first thing I would like for us to realize about this immense power is his immense power is real. His immense power is real. Today, there are a lot of narratives, theories, uh, you know, floating around saying that, you know what, Jesus didn't rise again. You know, you can come across so many conspiracy theories and everything. But I want us to drive our attention to the Bible and what the word of God says. You know, the very day when Jesus was crucified, there were a bunch of the chief priests and the entire group which wanted to make sure that this didn't happen. It's interesting that as you read the word of God, you see that his disciples who were closest to him didn't actually catch on what will happen after his death. They were really struck by grief. They were really downcast. But it's the people who are in their outer circles who actually paid attention and said, hey, Jesus did mention he's going to rise again in three days. He said this body will be broken. I will rebuild. And so something they knew something is going to happen. So we have to be careful. Matthew chapter 27 verses 62 to 66 goes on to say, The next day, the one after the preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. So give the order of the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard. Pilate answered, go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. The rest is history. Yes, the very deception that they were scared of was the reality, was the good news for entire humanity that Jesus is alive. Today, there is nothing that the enemy can do can stop God's immense power from actually being manifested here on this earth. Wars will happen. Famines will happen. You know, violence will be there, confusion will be there, chaos will be there, sickness will be there. There'll be uh, pandemics and whatnot. But his immense power is still real. It's, it's not something that has to be incubated in a particular temperature for everything to be going right so that his immense power will be activated. No, his immense power is on the face of this earth. As long as we are true to our faith, as long as we are calling on Jesus He's willing to come down. He's willing to show himself up. He's willing to, you know, bring another revival here on this earth. And so today, this immense power is real, was real and is real today. Was real because out of that, what happened? Many of the disciples went, saw the tomb empty. They returned back and they saw Jesus alive over the next 40 days. They trusted, they believed, they could see him face to face. And you know what? When we read this, there is going to be seasons and situations where we are coming across, where the people will question our faith, will question, you know what, the, the legitimacy of Jesus' res resurrection. 
and often times we may not have the words and that's okay but may our faith stand strong may it be real and so today let us not actually move to a place of uh, moving things around just so that we're trying to fit in but let's stand strong in what we believe i don't know who i'm uh, speaking this to even as I, as i was putting this point it was a reminder for myself god that you are alive may i never forget that may i never forget that that the power that raised you from the dead is still working in and through us is still working in the church is still working with and amongst your people today rick warren says this beautifully he says 2000 years ago in the middle east an event occurred that permanently changed the world because of that event history was split every time you write a date you're using the resurrection of jesus christ as the focal point every time you write a date you're using the resurrection of jesus christ as the focal point this focal point is like a hinge today so that our faith our christianity rests on it we believe in a risen savior and are you passionate about a risen savior because this god who's risen is coming back again he went up in the cloud saying i'm coming back for my church and so today the expectancy that we have of a easter sunday is the fact that jesus is coming back are we prepared are we allowing jesus to work in and through us john stott who uh, is one of the founding fathers of the lausanne movement says we live and die christ died and lived christ died and lived so today we worship a living god you and i are not worshiping a god who is history no he's present today he's the god over everything i love when uh, we look at god and we are unable to understand so many aspects of him because honestly that's where faith really comes and this easter message is always one where our faith is rejuvenated is refreshed is you know another brick is laid on it to make the foundation more stronger that jesus is working in everything and even if i can't understand it it's okay i was just watching one of the posts which one of our um, uh, worship leaders which i have been following over the last 15 years he's uh, moved into becoming a pastor today and is a senior pastor of one of the churches in the us um, and glen parkham and this is what he says and you know he said beautifully about the whole thing about us seeing god's glory here on this earth you know it's not like uh, i need to it's not like a two floor house where you know something we are all occupants in the below house and we don't know what's happening there no god wants his glory to come down the resurrection sunday was one where his glory came down on this earth he beautifully says about an interaction he had with this guide who was doing his phd dissertation and this is what he says god can push electrons here and there and alter the course of events in the world without breaking any of the laws of nature what if god built space into the world for him to work god works within his world which is to say he works with medicine and prayer with doctors and nurses and with you and me to bring healing to a wounded world so today his resurrection power didn't happen in uh, in this in one of those spheres which is right above the earth no it happened here on this earth and so this immense power is real this immense power is waiting to be working in and through us through all that we get to do the beautiful thing about all that we see happen in uh, in in the scriptures is that this immense power dispels doubt 
it dispels uh, you know that uh, the the faith that is unable to be activated because of doubt we see that in john chapter 20 verses 26 to 29 where thomas the very uh, disciple who came to india had doubt in uh, you know whether the disciples were just you know in another world and they were just hallucinating or probably and thinking jesus was alive and they saw him out of the grief probably they felt that no he said until unless i touch jesus i will not believe and jesus makes this beautiful statement in john 20 where he goes on to say uh, jesus comes and appears and t- tells thomas here you can touch me and you know you can believe and it says that that thomas literally put his hand and he could see that this was really jesus but jesus goes on to tell another statement he said which i feel is like something that we have to be holding on to till we see him face to face verse 20 and jesus said to him because you have seen me do you now believe blessed happy or spiritually secure and favored by god are they who do not see me and yet believe in me today our doubt might be there whether you know god are you really present today are, is your pre- is your power present in my family situation is it present in my work environment is it present in my life why do i feel so drained and so uh, heavy but jesus is saying if you believe in me if you believe in me you will be secure you will be favored and you'll be blessed so today church we all have to move to this place of believing in this immense power this immense power is real and i don't know for who is actually on the other side of the screen this jesus who resurrected who's alive today wants to change something in and through us Charles Colson says this beautiful thing and even as it comes up on the screen I just want to read this out it says I know the resurrection is a fact and Watergate proved it to me how because 12 men testified that they had seen Jesus raised from the dead when they proclaimed that truth for 40 years never once denying it everyone was beaten tortured stoned and put in prison they would not have endured that if it weren't true Watergate embroiled 12 of the most powerful men in the world and they couldn't keep a lie for 3 weeks. You're telling me 12 apostles could keep a lie for 40 years? Absolutely impossible. The the gospel ends and the book of Acts starts and then we have all these epistles. They are a testimony that Jesus is alive. They are writings to prove that in the midst of difficulty Jesus is still alive. They are proof that out of the 12 disciples out of the 11 one died in the land of patmos the other 10 were martyred were persecuted for their faith they were willing to lay down their lives because they saw and witnessed jesus was alive what other proof do we need mary saw jesus in the garden and in that culture women his testimony was not regarded but as she went and told back we see the disciples coming back and seeing it for themselves that the grave was empty that the tomb was empty so today let's not you know push away and say you know what this is not for me because i have my doubts but let us allow this immense part to work in and through us for those of us who have been seasoned believers who probably have celebrated 25 30 40 years of easter sundays may we ask god to refresh it because life's circumstances are so hard and oftentimes we get to question and we only question his immense power in those times but can we refrain from questioning but ask god god can i sense your power again in and through my life i want to be refreshed fill me right now 
and our prayers that you will be filled with his immense power. The second thing is his immense power is present. It's not something about the past, but it's present today. It's not something that happened 2000 years ago. It's something that's still available for us to tap into, it's to call on his name. And so for a lot of us, we've, uh, we've allowed life and things that happen in life to dampen his immense power in and through our lives. So let's not negate that it's in our lives. Some of us have experienced it, but a life's journey, probably hardship at work, probably a hardship in marriage, probably my family status has changed, probably my spouse who I loved has left me and gone, or probably, you know, I'm just left alone in this world, or I'm stuck in a whole pile of debt. Whatever the situation is, Jesus is willing to come and open our eyes and so that we'll be refreshed by his immense power to know that he's in our present. Luke chapter 24 verses 13 to 17 and we're going to read verse 31 and 34. I'm reading from the NLT and this is what it says. That same day two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. The story goes on where Jesus walks with them and then they ask Jesus to stay along with them. And as he's uh, with them, he breaks bread with them. And as they break bread together, they are able to see that the person who was along with them all this while was Jesus. Suddenly, their eyes were open and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered them, who said, the Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Jesus's Resurrection is something which we have to constantly keep reminding ourselves about. If you see here, the men were grief-stricken that, you know, uh, they were disciples of another place. And even as they came, they probably thought Jesus entering the temple, Jesus, you know, coming on Palm Sunday. They thought something big is going to happen. The Messiah has come. Word has spread. And so they arrived. But when they saw that Jesus was crucified, Every expectation they had, every dream that they had of probably freedom or of some temporary relief that they would get from whatever situation they were surrounding by came down. And as they were going back, you can see that many a times in, when we are in our own rhythm, when we are in our own rhythmic cycle of pity and seeing things have bad happen to us, we fail to see God. And that's what happens here. But the beautiful thing that happens here is that this immense power does not leave them alone. They start talking. They start conversing. They start having these questions. They start debating. They start asking and, you know, learning in from this person who's actually walking along with them. That's a beautiful thing about community. If you want to experience this immense power today, today in 2022, you need to be part of a community. This community can be online. This community can be in person. This community can be anywhere. But you need to make sure that you're just not by yourself. Because honestly, growth is not measured when you're by yourself. Faith is not built when you're by yourself. It's built in community. You know, you cannot encourage someone all by yourself. You can encourage and be encouraged by someone when you're part of a community. 
And so today, if Jesus was, you know, probably starting the entire uh, roadmap for what community would look like, this is what it looked like. Journeying along with them, breaking bread together. And it's in that breaking, eyes are open, revelation is happening. We constantly keep saying this in church, open doors, longer tables. Longer tables, the minute we let down our guard, the minute we tell people what we are really struggling with and where we really want to see God come through, we will hear testimonies of where others have seen God come through. And that will be an encouragement for us. Their prayer will be something, will be like an oil that will soothe us so that we can still pursue and cry out to Jesus for his immense power in our present. Tim Keller goes on to say this beautiful thing. He says, everything hangs on Jesus' resurrection. If Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that he said. If he didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what he said? The issue on which everything hangs is not whether or not you like his teaching, but whether or not he rose from the dead. And so today, this God who rose from the dead wants us to draw closer, wants us to abide, wants us to be rooted, wants us to be planted. And the more we move into that place, we'll soon realize as our roots go deep, as our roots go deep in God's word, our hearts start to take shape. And as our hearts start to take shape, we start bearing fruits. Sometimes the fruits are just for others around us to experience. And that's what happens in community. His immense power is present when we are in community. His immense power comes when we start testifying about Jesus to the people around us. Whether things are going good or bad, we all need his immense power. That's what the psalmist says in, in the good times, may I shout your praise and sing. In times when I'm going through tough times, may I still look up to you because you are my shield and my rock. So today, whatever situation you are going through, probably there's a whole bunch of prayers that are unanswered. There are probably things that you think, you know what, God, so many things which I really don't know why it's happening in my life. But Jesus is here to tell you, would you give it to me so that I can work my immense power in and through you? Let us not go back to what God did. You know what, God did so many things good back in 2012 or 2008 or, you know, 2020. No. Let's be people of the present. You know what? I sought the Lord yesterday. He spoke to me. This is what he said. I hope this encourages you. This is what he spoke to me today morning. We need to have that deep desire to tell people what God spoken to us so that we'll be an encouragement to others. And so church, I would encourage you today that this Easter Sunday, let's make a conscious decision to allow this immense power to be present in us. And never... May we never settle for the immense power that worked in and through us in the past. May we always be expecting for him to do marvelous things in the future. But may we also, may we abide and find rest in his immense power in the present. And I pray specifically that whatever confusion that you're going through, whatever dilemma that you're going through, whatever situation which might seem so dire and you know uh, tough, God will give you clarity. And his immense power will set you free. The third thing that we see is his immense power is transformative. One of the beautiful things that we see in the New Testament is when his disciples, when they became partakers of witnessing this Jesus risen from the dead, when they saw him face to face, their lives were changed instantly. 
no they didn't have to go to a school they didn't have to go to a master class they didn't have to go into a preparatory thing to be his apostles or be his you know witnesses to the world no they just took it upon themselves and you know every message that they preached had the words of jesus being risen from the dead they spoke of his resurrection because if there's one thing that they held on to is the fact that if jesus rose from the dead we will also be able to see jesus soon and their urgency was that the entire world has to hear the name of jesus they took the mantle of what jesus had put on them of go make disciples of all nations very seriously and so today today his immense power transforms us peter who in fact had betrayed jesus who had you know uh, saw jesus die on the cross was the first to actually go back to his comfort zone of fishing he went to put his net out there he was ready he was ready to go back because he thought everything that he believed he thought this three and a half years there's a full stop but god came back to say hey no i'm alive i'm here to do greater things in your life i'm here to transform you and as we read from acts chapter 2 verse 32 to 37 we can see that this person who denied jesus thrice stands on the rooftop and shouts that jesus is alive acts 2 verse 32 to 37 god raised jesus from the dead and we are all witnesses of this now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven as god's right hand and the father as he had promised gave him the holy spirit to pour out upon us just as you see and hear today for david himself never ascended into heaven yet he said the lord said to my lord sit in the place of honor at my right hand until i humble your enemies making him a footstool under your feet so let everyone in israel know for certain that god has made this jesus whom you crucified to be both lord and messiah peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles brothers what should we do this immense power that came upon peter transformed him and today god wants us to be participants where we allow this immense power to transform us what are some of the areas that we are allowing god uh not have access he wants every area of our lives especially so that this immense power will come in and set us free he wants this transformative power to actually come in and breathe into our the lack that we have in our life into the addictions that we are constrained and you know uh, bogged down by he wants us to be you know allow him to come in so that every form of tibbiness and things that we are scared about be changed into boldness that comes because of this immense power he wants us to every area that we feel weak his immense power comes in to give strength every area where we always are in this mode of self preservation he wants us to have immense power so that we'll have generosity where we'll be able to see the world bigger we'll be able to do what he's calling us to do and so today church can we be intentional in wanting this immense power so that we'll open ourselves fully and say god transform us inside out our deepest areas which we are scared which we don't allow would we allow him in so that he'll come in and change us inside out so that so that he'll be able to use us for his glory nt right goes on to say this about resurrection and why it's so decisive he says the resurrection completes the inauguration of god's kingdom it is a decisive event demonstrating that god's kingdom really has been launched on earth as it is in heaven the message of easter is that god's new world has been unveiled in jesus christ and that you're now invited 
to belong to it. Today, the beautiful thing about allowing God to work in and through us with his immense power and transform us is so that we can bring heaven here on this earth. Is so that we can bring heaven into the places that we are in. But the Resurrection Sunday made the difference. Jesus came, we celebrated on Christmas, but on Easter Sunday, we all get to be partakers of this, to be carriers of his immense power into this world. And I want us to be very intentional because today we are so governed by so many other things. The reason why I believe this immense power has to govern us is because today we'll be bogged down by so many things that are in the world which seem pressing. We'll have a longing. God, please, there's some area which I'm lacking. Would you fill it up? But we won't be able to let go of it. And Jesus explains this beautifully in a parable, uh, in an incident that happened in Mark chapter 10. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Then the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Then the disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then shall then can be saved. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You know, we claim that last line alone, with God, all things are possible. And honestly, the underlying thing is the fact that God wants us to come to a place where we'll trust him to lead us in every decision. And today we see here that a man's wealth did not give him peace. And he felt he was doing everything that had to be done. He honored God. He honored his parents, everything. But there was something else that was governing him. And today, a lot of us are unable to experience transformation because something else is governing us. So today, will we allow his immense power to govern us? Because what governs us transforms us. And today, I want us as a church to remember, will we be allowed to be governed by his immense power? Because his immense power will tell us, hey, speak the words here. Hey, you know, they are in need of this help. Help them here. Hey, could you do this here? The immense power will lead us, will move us, will shape us to different people, to the different needs. It will bring heaven down here on earth. And this immense power is willing to transform us. And will we step away and allow God to shape us? This young man was allowing wealth to shape him. I'm not against wealth, but let it not govern you. It cannot be your master. And the spirit of this age in 2022 is wealth. A lot of us are running after it. A lot of us are slogging, are pursuing it. But let that not be the end. Let his immense power govern. Let his immense power govern our wealth. We will see our wealth being transformed. Let his immense power govern our relationships. We will see our relationships transformed. Let his immense power govern our bodies. We will see our bodies being transformed. Let his immense power govern our minds. We will see our minds being transformed. And today the resurrection power is something which we are going to hold on to. 
as a church we are going to hold on to as individuals we are going to hold on to as families we are going to hold on to so that when we are transformed the church is transformed when our church is transformed the community is transformed so church today even as we close i want us to remind us of those three things we saw that his immense power is real his immense power is present and his immense power is transformative I believe God wants to shape us this Easter to something more powerful than what we've experienced in our life. So today even as you're seated there and watching, I want you to just raise your hands wherever you're at. We're just going to ask God, God, flood us right now, Lord Jesus, with your power. We pray that your immense power will come down. We pray your immense power, Lord Jesus, will flood the houses that the people are staying in right now, Lord, into their relationships, into everything that they govern right now, Lord Jesus. I pray even right now we confess if we've placed anything else above, Lord Jesus, and allowing something else to govern us. I pray right now we ask for forgiveness and we ask that your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, would work in and through us, Lord. We even pray right now for your resurrection part to come and govern us so that it will transform us, Lord Jesus. transform us i pray lord our prayer lives will be transformed i pray our tra- the way we read our bible will be transformed i pray things that we do right now lord jesus in your name will be transformed lord jesus that we won't just do it for the sake of doing it but we'll be partakers of this immense part to see things change here on this earth lord jesus we thank you I pray even right now Lord that you bless each and every one right now Lord. I pray that even as we heard your word may it work in and through us Lord Jesus. I pray that Lord it will work in our families, in our extended families Lord Jesus, in our homes right now. Even right now I pray Lord even as people gather around families and loved ones that they'll have an enjoyable time Lord Jesus. I pray for protection, conversations to be blessed. I pray Lord for your health and protection over your children Lord. The food and water of their homes be blessed Lord. I pray that Lord you be with them in their going out and coming and I pray especially their doorpost Lord will have the message of the resurrected God Lord Jesus who's living. Your love, your peace, your joy would be present in their homes Lord. I pray that Lord we'll be carriers of your peace we'll be carriers of your love we'll be agents of change in the places in the streets in the corners that we get to be at that we'll be able to testify about you Lord Jesus we thank you be with us and bless us in your most holy name we pray amen 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 so church even as we come to the end of the service i just want to challenge you let's be willing to allow this immense power work in and through us Jesus wants to do something and I believe there's no better day to start than Easter Sunday. He wants to do something so that we'll be able to see him more clearly than ever before. And God is wanting to be there for you and bless you in everything. And I pray especially as you gather around that you'll have a wonderful time with your loved ones. And more than anything, I want to pray that God's peace and provision will be upon you. Have a blessed week. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to weazion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.